travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the music. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody wang chung tonight. The movies. I'll have what she's having. And the parties. No one in my family ever drinks. That's great. You probably never run out of ice your whole life. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And Rad B. And today we reveal our strangest loves of the 80s. Live people ignore the strange and unusual. I myself am strange and unusual. Steve, don't forget, Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and the CLNS Media mobile app. And don't forget to listen to our podcast at the brand new CLNS Media website. You can find it at clnsmedia.com. So this is part one of a special two-part Valentine's Day seasonal spout of weirdness. You guys ready? This is crazy. This is crazy. This is crazy. I'm in deep. I'm in deep. Every year we uh, we try to do um, we pay lip something related to this, to this holiday. Yeah. So so this year we turn to the genius. We turn to her for everything these days. It's Jen with one N. Oh, that's so nice. I you could it's pronounced genius. <laughs> Oh my lord! I walked right into that. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Mom jokes, and the strangeness has begun. So here's the here's the deal. Here's what we're trying to do. We are uh, we we've talked about um, our loves of the '80s and our favorite couples and our favorite songs, and we've we even had an anti Valentine's Day show in the early days. You know, we've talked about romantic movies with uh, Carol Jansen. But this year, we're going to talk about our strange loves of the 80s. Not, nothing too weird, I hope. Am I going to need a shower <laughs> we'll afterwards? We'll see. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll see. I purposely did not shower before the show because I know I will have to shower afterwards. Uh, fair enough. So here's the deal. It's a two-part series. Today, we're going to cover our strange love of music and movies. And then next week, we're going to tackle our even stranger loves of TV and food. Hmm. And oh, at the end of this show, we will also have letters from other '80s fans with their stories about being laid off. So, happy Valentine's Day, everybody! <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, before we get started, I have a confession to make. Go ahead. So, you remember earlier this year we had the FanDuel sponsor? Yeah, yeah. And so we had a like a listener league, and for like the first month and a half, I was undefeated. Like I won every week. 
Right. And even even though I was boxed out one week and couldn't enter and got zero points for that week, I still won the the league like regular season for total points and most wins and all that stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, um, I was subscribing to the Biff Tannen School of Management. Do you realize what would happen if I handed my reports in your handwriting? <laughs> What'd you do? I had my friend Dean forwarding me lineups because I don't watch football. Oh, I haven't watched football in a couple of years, so... I don't think I cheated. I think that's good management. You find somebody that's good at something yeah. and you leverage their skills. So I did not turn in my own work in the FanDuel League. <laughs> I'll uh, finish those reports on up tonight and I'll run them on over first thing tomorrow. All right. And I'm too early. I sleep on Saturday. Well, that's fine. It was, it was fun to play along and you can still play with us on other sports. If you go to um, sit80s.com slash FanDuel, you'll go to our special uh, second eighties page. So there you I got go. the idea from Ed and Springfield. It seemed like a really good oh, that, it. that a-hole we know what <laughs> trouble he brings okay so are you guys ready we're gonna we're gonna try to tackle this we've got a lot to cover it's gonna get weird we're gonna have some personal stories we're, we're gonna go light on the facts heavy on the drama and the laughs Ooh, that's my so favorite. let's get started with uh brad brad what is your strange movie love of the 80s okay Right up until about five minutes before the show, I had Dr. Detroit listed there. But oh, my God. You changed it. Not really that strange that I like Dr. Detroit. I've <laughs> talked about it on the show at some length. The 80s movie that I will watch anytime it comes on, I believe I have it recorded on my DVR at home right now this minute, is the Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell masterpiece, Overboard. I don't recognize this man. Your wife's had an almost total loss of memory. I can't believe she doesn't know her own husband. This missing link person is not my husband. Oh, Annie, please. Annie. Annie. Right? No, that's not right. That's not my name. This is completely crazy. Honey, everything's going to be okay. Now, I am your husband. My name is Dean Prophet. We've been married for 13 years. Wait. I admit I have forgotten numerous things, but I truly, from the depths of my soul, do not remember you. Huh. I can't explain it. I love this movie. I love this movie. Brad, I need you to explain it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. It's just, it's, it's funny. I think it's quotable, but at the same time, it is like the writers went down to Kentucky fried tropes and got the family sized <laughs> bucket of tropes. Like it is as tropey as it gets. It is the, like the poster is tropey. The, the, yeah, the po- it's just so lazy, but it's a fu- somehow it works. I don't it know. Does Tell work. me I'm wrong. Tell me no, I'm no, wrong. No, no, no. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that I would, I don't, I know that I don't have it saved on my DVR and I know I don't have a copy of it on DVD. But there is, I mean, there is a, there is definitely, <laughs> and chemistry. I certainly never owned the Blu-ray, <laughs> right, right. But I mean, there's certainly chemistry between uh, Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. I mean, there has to be. Obviously, they've been they've yeah. been together forever. Yeah, I yeah. just imagine them like over dinner sometimes, going like, "Remember when we did Overboard?" You know, and and then maybe one of them is like, and the other one's saying, "What was I thinking?" You know, that was during the heroin phase. Oh, no, <laughs> have you guys seen the uh, the trailer for the remake of it? No, what's that? It's coming out, um, I think, this year, in a couple of months. They switch it around where I think Anna Faris. Is it Anna Faris? That sounds like good casting. um, She plays the Kurt Russell character. And then this famous uh, South American actor, uh, or Central America, I 
I apologize in advance. I realize those are two distinctively different regions, but a Latino actor plays the, uh, you know, the uh, billionaire who gets amnesia. You know what? It's funny because I know people get really wound up about these remakes. It really doesn't trouble me. Make it again. I don't care. Make it three times. (laughs) I I still have the original. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's not going to, I don't have to not watch it anymore. That's a fantastic pick. I, I love that pick. Jen, will you be able to top it with your pick for your strange love of an 80s movie? Yeah, well, I see where Brad was going with that choice. I went in a different direction, and I chose the, dare I say, classic, (laughs) Elephant Parts. We invited this authentic Mexican bandito to eat in an American Mexican restaurant just to prove a point. Nachos? We don't need no stinking nachos! So have either of you seen this movie that I'm referring yes, to? Yes, a long it, time ago. Never heard of it. Get out of here. No, this was a video store classic. Everybody had this. I'm already out. You get in. Yeah, no, that, <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, that's exactly right. Because that, that's where I discovered it. I discovered it at the, it was on the like midnight movies shelf Okay. at uh, Tower Video. Yep. And so I rented it for a slumber party and then I wound up renting it like five more. I don't, I'm not sure why I didn't just buy it, uh, but I rented it like five more times after that. So Elephant Parts, Brad, (laughs) is a movie, um, ish, uh, written and I don't think it was directed by, but it was definitely written and produced by Mike Nesmith, otherwise known as oh. Wool Hat, Green Wool Hat from the Monkees. Yeah. 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 I, he was such a busy guy, still is. He really was. Well, what's funny is that at that time, it was when MTV was showing reruns. So like, there's all these kids running around who love the Monkees and love all the songs of the Monkees in the sure, middle yeah. of the 80s. I don't know if you recall that. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, but he was my favorite monkey. I thought he was the cutest and the smartest and the best. He's the funniest. And he's he's the funniest. No, he's not the, the funniest. funniest. Mickey Dolan's is the funniest. No. You take no, that no, back. No, 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 no. All right. No, this is no, no. This is a debate no, for no, stuck no, in the no, 60s, no. I think. But <laughs> Well, we, we already kicked those guys' butts. They're in their rest home right now, recovering from the beatdown we put on those boys. But I'm sorry, Steve, you're wrong. Nesmith was the witty one. So, he was not like the pratfall comedian. He was the actually funny one. So I'll buy that. Yeah, I, th- I think I think I'll, witty for sure. So this is this movie. It's a, it's actually a collection. I think it's only about an hour or so long. It's not right. that long. Yeah. But it's a, it's a collection of like comedic skits and like videos and, you know, that, that contested fact that Mike Nesmith was responsible for videos and, and the birth of MTV. Well, you can kind of see the some um, proof of that if you believe that <laughs> um, yeah. from elephant parts and, and it's, it's, it's funny and it's bizarre and it's strange. And yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I was obsessed with it and I was obsessed with him for a lifetime, which was probably about six to eight months of that year. Yeah. At that age. Yeah. It's it, it was, yeah, in that era. You nailed it when you said it's, it's totally a product of the video store environment of those days and you you'd go in there and you'd be looking for two or three things and you'd you'd find back to the future and then maybe you'd fight over whether or not you're gonna get peggy sue got married again which is always a bad decision by the way but then yeah. but then you pick up elephant parts and you're like huh uh. and, and you you take it home and you sit there and you debate it for the next 30 years of your life whether it was actually great or not so yeah oh yeah it's enjoyable <laughs> and i know we said light you up- have heard of me <laughs> i know we said I know we said light on the facts, but this seems relevant. It was the first music video Grammy winner. Wow. I know. Really? Yeah. 
That's really good. I like that a lot. Wow. So it won a, a won an award from a bunch of old white men who are out of touch. Hey, let's not, you know, judge. We're old white men who are out of touch now. Steve, what's I, your I, pick? That's why I, I, <laughs> game recognizes game. Yeah. What's your pick? Okay. There's a 1982 theme going for me uh, this week. And so I kick it off with a classic from 1982, the movie that I'd hold a dear, Six Pack. Here you go, guys. All right, payday. You know, there could have been a lot more if I hadn't had to pay those guys back for those parts you stole. What'd they have to say? Now, you guys are damn lucky they didn't call the police on you, too. Feels good to have a little long grain in your pocket, doesn't it? It's a real nice tie-down. Where's your gear? It's inside. Don't you think you better get it? Brewster, you ain't gonna leave us here. Yeah, he's leaving, Harry. But Brewster, we thought since Duck fixed your car. Hold it. Shreveport was the end of the line. That was our deal. And he keeps his deals. Does anybody remember this movie? You name check this all the time. I know, so you should. So by I remember now. you talking about yes. it. I remember you talking about it. I've never seen it. Okay, because it's it's sadly never on TV. Very rarely. Anyway, nineteen eighty two. I've seen it. I'm looking you at have? the poster, and I've seen this. It was on HBO for a long time. Yes, <laughs> HBO. I mean, I want to work for HBO. Yeah, back in the day. If I could have, like, you know, when I said my dream job last week was to like do stuck in the eighties full time. My job is to be like the HBO historian. And like, I just want to be like the guy, like, I'm the company historian here at HBO. I remember how many times we played Six Pack back in 1982. Oh, my God. But, um, better get that library science degree. I know. (laughs) I don't think I'll need it. So, Six Pack starred Kenny Rogers and Aaron Gray from, uh, Buck Rogers in the 20th century. Also, one of my great loves of all time, the girl and the show. But also, Diane Lane and a very, very, very young Anthony Michael Hall. And it's all, it's all about Kenny Rogers is like this washed up uh, NASCAR racer who's trying to make a comeback at any cost. He ends up hooking up with these kids who uh, they end up stealing all his. They say he finds them because they're stealing all his auto parts, and he catches <laughs> he catches them, and they end up becoming his pit crew. Of course, and it becomes like a semi successful movie back in 1982. I mean, it was the time of Kenny Rogers; he could do anything. Um, That's true. But it also gave us the song, which was a big hit at the time, this one called Love Will Turn You Around. guys recognize the song i had no idea this was from that movie of course i recognize the song did you guys actually know that in 1983 there was a spin-off tv show also called six pack which featured don johnson as brewster baker and a very young joaquin phoenix whoa i did not yeah. know that that has been awesome. I, I remember though i'm looking at the poster and i'm digging back into my brain and i i saw this in the theater Oh, I know I did. Did you really? Yeah, no, I think it was wow. I think it was one of those movies that my parents took me to. Right. Okay. Yeah, family. family, film, friendly, family yeah. Family. There was like a maybe there were a, kids in it. Yeah, and there's maybe a scene where someone unzips like a front zipper like a little too far, but even then it's still like 
doesn't even approach PG thirteen. So yeah, I mean, and there's probably a bunch of racism and sexism thrown in there. But oh that my was just, god, uh, <laughs> was just it's way it's, it's way over the top on the uh, racism and sexism. But I mean, we didn't even like. Well, we were gonna have a black guy drive, but we can't do that because <laughs> yeah. it's NASCAR. So anyway, so I got a quick Kenny Rogers hit. One of my best friends, the guy that was best man at my wedding, went to school with Kenny Rogers' son. Went to high school with him. <laughs> and what do you think he drove to school? Uh, That's right, boys and girls, a Rolls Royce. Oh, no. Yeah, no. He drove a Rolls Royce to high school. Rolls? Yep. No. Someone drove it, though. He didn't drive it. No, he drove, his son drove himself to school in a Rolls Royce. That's, that's just tacky. Yeah. Am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, so I thought Kenny Rogers could do whatever he wanted. Oh, but this is Kenny Rogers' son. Yeah, yeah and Ken- you should just- really have you should have your chauffeur drive your Rolls Royce. <laughs> yeah, it's like nobody drives their own Rolls Royce. What the hell? Uh, you know, if you're in a Bentley, maybe you'd let them drive. Brewster yeah, Baker know. would never drive a Rolls Royce by himself. I'm just saying. Brad, uh, anyway. I thought you were going to say that Kenny Rogers t- came to your graduation <laughs> and was driving like NASCAR. <laughs> That's the movie that was playing in I'm my head. I'm not quite that old. I'm not quite that old. <laughs> okay. Okay. So here we are. We're, we're off to round two of uh, Strange Love. We're going to talk about our favorite uh, Strange Love of music in the 80s. So, Brad, what Strange Love oh, did man. you have? I, I, I just know I'm going to regret asking this, but tell us. I can't, a, I can't even believe I'm going to. I can't even believe I'm going to tell you this. Tell I us. can't even believe Do This it. is going to give it. you a, a a glimpse into my very being. So we've talked a little bit about Showtime Brad on the on the show from time to time, right? Mm-hmm. That aspect of my personality that I sometimes have to channel, like if we're hosting trivia or because Steve a, you know, goes whatever. into like a shame tunnel. Because Steve is in like turtle torpor. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> here is the this the, the music that I that I've picked. The music that I want to talk about is the very embodiment of that part of my personality. I give you the soundtrack to the 1962 film, The Music Man. Now I know all you folks are the right kind of parents. I'm going to be perfectly frank. Would you like to know what kind of conversation goes on while they're loafing around that hall? They have a trying out Bevo, trying out Cubabs, trying out tailor-mades like cigarette fiends, and bragging all about how they're going to cover up a telltale breath with sense and one fine night. They leave the pool hall, heading for the dance at the armory. Libertine men and scarlet women and ragtime. Shameless music that'll grab your son, your daughter, with the arms of a jungle, animal instinct, masteria. Friends, the idle brain is the devil's playground. Trouble! Right here in River City. With a capital T and that rhymes with P and that stands for pool. We surely got trouble. I know it's not 80s. This is when I connected to the material. I am secure enough in my masculinity to admit loving musicals. Okay, I do. I love musicals, and and this this musical, the role, the Robert Preston role in this, I would pay not any amount of money, but a fairly probably fairly sizable amount of money to play that part. Wow, that is that is Showtime Brad embodied, and I just I just love that role. And the music from this is fantastic. It is. Jen, you know my love of musicals. You've been to the lair. You've, you've seen yeah, the proof on the wall. I was I was surprised, but uh, yeah, k- kind of delighted that you had framed. I was there a was there a phantom? Am I am I remembering? I have framed autographed prints for Phantom, Wicked, and Book of Mormon on my wall. Nice. <laughs> on purpose. 
Yeah. <laughs> they weren't just left by the last tenant. Right. They're but, not just covering up a stain on the but wall. If, but if I was ever going to play a Robert Preston spot, I, I'd want it to be the last Starfighter. Ooh. I knew you were going to say that. Ooh. Hey, Brad. I knew you were say that. Can I ask you a strange love music question? <laughs> Hit me. So, were you like. Explain to me where and when you would listen to, to the soundtrack to the music, man. Like, Raise were you your in question very carefully. Oh, privately. <laughs> like, privately. on your walk, like, were you walking with your Walkman and, like, you had the tape? Or I'm trying to. Yeah, you know, I had the tape. I had the tape. You didn't play it in your car on the way to, on dates and stuff? Uh yeah no 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 because no okay. did you like no. rush home from after school you rush home and then play the music man I'm just trying to understand yeah, like the f- I I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that I would rush home to play it no but I did <laughs> uh, you walk I fast. did enjoy it as background music while did I was you, doing other things like homework <laughs> like yeah like homework or like mom says oh you got to vacuum the house you need to put your headphones when, on when you listen to the music man did you play your imaginary trombone. No, I did not, you weirdo. And you okay. guys, I'm just I'm having a moment where I'm just so happy thinking about teenage Brad vacuuming and listening to the music man on his walk. It <laughs> makes me so happy. No, I have no idea. I, with the little with the little orange foam. Yeah, I'm so happy with the, no. like with the clip on your pants, you know, your on your jeans. <sighs> yeah, exactly. No, no. I mean, I, I we kid, but like, I you don't think I've thought about what would it be like to play Phantom or something like that while I uh, played my imaginary trombone? Well, you got one, two, three, four, five, six pockets on a table. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Just one more thing. I just want to be fair. I, I still want to be Annie. So we're yeah, with you. We're you know, with you. I mean, that's out there now. And if anybody has like a local production of the Music Man, they want me to come, you know, play that part. I could see you do it. Give me a call. I could totally see you do Give it. Give me a call. Oh my gosh, it would it would exhaust me to a point where I don't know that I would recover. But I'd love to give it a try. Yeah. Okay, Jen, you're up. What's your strange uh, musical love of the '80s? Well, I'll just say what it is, and then I'll explain why it's a. a <laughs> It's Anita Baker's album, Rapture. And that song, I'm sure at least, we'll say 75% of uh, 80s Nation recognized was Sweet Love. But okay, so I'm not, I'm not making fun of this album or anything like that. What's strange about it is, is that, it, okay, so it came out in 86. It was in heavy rotation in my house in 88. And that was the year, or 87 into 88. I was a freshman in high school. That was the year my parents got divorced. Ooh. And I know what a hilarious story Ooh. this is, but... um. Boy, this is really shaping up. <laughs> but, um, it ends in tears. It doesn't. So so my parents got divorced that year when I was a freshman in high school. And we had just gotten a CD player. And we didn't have a ton of CDs. Like I think I maybe had sure. Salt and Peppa and one other. And then my mom had, because she had a job, <laughs> had a bunch more CDs. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> And one all of all sorts of issues here. Yeah, no, but but I mean, I'm I'm just saying I didn't because I was freshman in high school and lazy. But she, so she had Anita Baker's album Rapture, and she would listen to it in the morning, like when I was getting ready for school, and like you know, just whenever she'd be listening. It just was always, always on, and it's just not the kind of album that I would have been listening to, except for that it was on. And I just, yeah. you know what I mean? And it's a, it's not a lot. There's like eight songs on it. It's really quick, but for some reason, I just like grew to love it. I just grew to love it. And 
Yeah, like it's just not ordinarily, you know, because just to get, give it some context, like the year before I was really into um, punk music mm. and the year after is when I really started getting into Prince even more. So it was just like an odd little album that I just yeah. <laughs> meant so much to me at the time. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Sure, just, yeah, I, no, it's so, a, I mean, yeah, music is evocative of time and place a lot of times. Uh, and, you know, like you say, sometimes you don't get to pick the stuff other people are playing so yeah well it was kind of nice because i remember like when i was even a smaller kid and we were listening to records and i didn't ha- i had like one record which was olivia newton's john's greatest hits for the record but my mom had these like you know melissa manchester and manhattan transfer and i would listen Ooh. to those all the time because that's all that was around and <laughs> right so i think it was like one of those albums left over for me of like this is one of mom's music and so that's what mom's listening to so that's what you love too but just this one yeah. album it's so weird yeah it's kind of random yeah and i it was fun looking up um getting a clip for the for the song sweet love if you if you want some good wonderful 80s-ness watch the video for sweet love it, do, oh, it doesn't get there's lots of candles oh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's lots of like dramatic dancing i mean yeah well, her voice is amazing. I mean, I don't, I've never heard this whole album, but this song, you know, she's just, that voice is something else. Yeah. No, she's something else for sure. Hmm. Okay. I will up your uh, 80s-ness with, again, a blast from 1982. This is the soundtrack to the movie Zapped. Insert entire soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> you said this was going to be a half hour. This is going to be like seventy-five it's, minutes long. Now, do you know how hard it is just to say the words? This is the soundtrack to the movie Zapped. <laughs> <And> <laughs> this this came out in nineteen eighty-two. Uh, Zapped. We've talked about this on the show, but it's it, it's been a while. Nineteen eighty-two gave us Scott Bayo and Willie Ames as a couple of high school. Um, Nerds slash athletes who inherit uh, well, Scott Bayo inherits special telekinetic powers when his special growth formula explodes on the pot that he's growing because, of course, 1982 pot is still funny. Isn't Peyton growing the pot? No, no. Well, uh, Scott's. I guess Peyton's more interested in the pot. He's more interested in the pot, but anyway. But this soundtrack is this. You know, you like say there's a perfect soundtrack out there. Like, Pretty in Pink has a great soundtrack. Purple Rain. I'm telling you, you know, <laughs> Zapped for what it's worth. I listened to the entire soundtrack right before the show. Every song is just like this sappy, just soaked with honey and uh, pixie sticks kind of song <laughs> with lyrics that only make sense <laughs> when you're about 15 years old. You can give uh, David Pomeranz gets credit for a lot of these. A couple of them are his songs. Got to Believe in Magic and King and Queen of Hearts. And those are big hits, actually, in the Philippines of all places. 
But really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like having lots of girlfriends in the Greater Niagara Falls area? Exactly. He also, by the way, sings the theme song to the uh, TV show Perfect Strangers. By the way, so if you recognize the voice, mm. you're like, I can't quite place it. You think about Perfect Strangers, but anyway, so trust me when I say Google, go to YouTube. Uh, type in zapped soundtrack, which I was trying to get my co-host to do before the show. Obviously they did not do it because otherwise <laughs> they'd, they'd be falling over themselves in praise. No, I, I'll tell you what the, the song that plays during the montage when the couple is going on their first date yes. is it's just, it's perfect. It is perfect for that movie in that scene. Like, you know, you think about like the ultimate montage music, you automatically go to Rocky, but this one is, <laughs> This is pretty strong, and it is syrupy, treacly sweet. But then, kind of, that's the way this couple is. Gl- yeah, I don't know. Oh no, it, just, it works. It, it really, it really works. It really works, and it, it has the movie has this sweetness to it. I've yeah. talked about this before, but that sweetness is driven by the sound. It is. It is. Like I don't know that I could take it by itself. I, I mean, it's no music man. I'm not going to vacuum <laughs> to it. But <laughs> there we go. There's your there's your line. Every everything that's wrong with me now, romantically and relationship wise, <laughs> boils down to it's because you lost your telekinetic powers. You lost my telekinetic powers. But this movie, like this, the, the song "Got to Believe in Magic," this movie, the love between Scott Baio and that girl who looks exactly like VGF, by the way. You know, let's not even go into that. Like, let's 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 just. Oh no! Let's just go to a whole. Oh, well, our three-hour introspective. I'm just telling you, a whole team of therapists is going to be required for this one. But uh, do it! Open I swear it. to God, you will not regret it. It will send if it doesn't send you immediately back to prepubescence. Nothing will. Oh my God! I, ju- I just picture you in the therapist's office, and the first thing you say is, "Well, have you seen Zapped?" <laughs> <laughs> You know what the first thing you know what the first thing I would really say to him? <laughs> you know what I really would ask the therapist about first? The, the seconds. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for oh, mystery. I have I have to interrupt. I have to tell you one possibly anticlimactic story about Zapped. Okay. <laughs> so when we first got our VHS player, we went to Captain Video and we rented <laughs> <laughs> well, now, was that like a nautical theme, or was it? <laughs> <laughs> this is very important information. <laughs> I just shot like whiskey out my nose. That's important information. So <sighs> we went to Captain Video and we got three movies. And for some reason, my dad picked Zap. Like one of the one of the clerks was like, "Oh, this is a fun movie or whatever," and he picked it. And I saw it, and I saw the cover, which I knew it was rated R just by looking at the cover. But I checked, and I was like, "Oh, it's definitely rated R." And so it was a uh, Saturday night, so we didn't watch it Saturday night. And I got up early on Sunday morning because I knew they would not let me watch this movie. <laughs> so it was like six, six o'clock. Six o'clock like, on a turn Sunday. It, like got the volume turned way down. You're sitting like three inches from the TV. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm I'm good. I'm up at six o'clock on Sunday morning, and I got the volume turned down, and I and I'm watching Zapped, 
and like hoping my parents for some weird reason don't wake up early. And and I watched it and then like, you know, of course the the prompt, the, the, just like everything at the end and the, boobs, all of the boobs yeah. and everything. And I was just like, oh my gosh, there is no way they would let me watch this. No. So yeah, oh my zapped. That's, my, that's my zapped memory. That's pretty strong. That's hmm. all we got for this week. Tune in next week to find out what happens in part two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. We still have to do Seggies. So never mind. Okay. Hey, that is a great uh, Zap story. My, that's funny. That's really funny. It does funny. look so harmless. And it had Scott Bayo. He's like, oh, he's in Happy Days. How bad could this be? Right. Exactly. Willie Ames is an eight and is enough. I mean, it's a, it's a kid's it's, movie. There's no reason that that should be an R movie, but it's a hard R. I wouldn't say it's a hard R. It's not like Death Wish, but it's, you know, anyway. Pot and boobs. That's, that's definitely an R. Yeah. Pot and boobs. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, so uh, mystery movie moment. We'll play a snippet of a movie from the Indies. If you get it right, you are entered into the drawing for the um, for the aforementioned. Would be aforementioned if I had mentioned it, but I haven't because uh, the whole pot story threw me off. Uh, what, what do we have, Brad? We have the um, bottle openers. I still, you know, every time we get to this part, I feel really dark and sad because I'm so far behind on sending this out. But yes, bottle openers. We have bottle openers. And I have boxes and I have like, I know where the post office is and I'm just a lazy shit well, because I haven't gone down to send them I out. I have a job now. You'd think I'd be able to find those uh, trucker hats from the 80s cruise by now, but I can't. So yeah, let's, we all know, have our let, personal- Let's try and pull ourselves <laughs> out of this pit of despair and re- you know get get on with what we had before. Yeah, we all have our personal demons. Anyway, uh, pay attention. Here's the clip from the last time we did this, Seggy. Sometimes when you're feeling right, there's a groove there, and the bat just eases into it and meets that ball. When the bat meets that ball, and you can just feel that ball just give, and you know it's going to go a long way. Damn, if you don't feel like you're going to live forever. Yep, that's eight men out. Ah, baseball. Anyway. Baseball, uh, right? <laughs> did you hear, by the way, what happened to uh, the Field of Dreams? Yeah. Out in Iowa, Dyersville. Like, somebody vandalized it. <sighs> Drove a truck all the way through the infield and the outfield. Like, caused like $30,000 worth of damage. Just rude. Assholes. Anyway, uh, yeah. these people are not assholes. These people are some no. of the winners. <laughs> They're delightful <laughs> human beings. We like them the best. Would you like me to read them, Steve? Yeah, let's save me. Ah, very well then. Here we go. Winners this week include Kevin Pipe Wench, Ryan the Pirate. I thought he was Ryan the Pirate King. Did he get demoted? Sorry, Ryan. You'll always be a king in our show. Andrew Holler, Don in Tulsa, Larry in Maryland, Canuck and Callie, Rhoda Collins, Dave Augie August, Jay Swash in Beaver Creek, DJ in Clinton, and Stony Stitt. Okay, Brad, let's uh, spin the wheel and find out who won. Okay, here we go. It's all greased up and ready. That's one of your weakest uh, attempts. I, you know, I didn't want it to spin for too long. That's a good point. Here we go. Right. Looks like the winner's going to be... It's going to be... It's going to be... Canuck and Callie, you are this week's winner. So uh, email us. Yeah, I know. It's about time. Woot, woot. Email us your snail mail address, and Brad will put your name on a list that he will never get to. The ashes Congratulations. will yes. on my desk. Yes. Yeah, but you are a winner. It's a major award. Right. It is a major award. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Having donated a small portion of my brains to this conflict, the other portion being protected by a heavy steel plate in my head. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com and tune in next week to find out if you're a winner. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Excuse me, I ordered fish. That is fish. I think. 
Why order fish when it ends up looking like a burger? Hey, Fred? Is this fish? Introducing new seafood salad from Taco Bell. Fresh vegetables, tender bay shrimp, and a delicious blend of whitefish and snow crab. A refreshing change from anything on a bun. If it's square, it's fish. If it's round, it's a burger. New seafood salad from Taco Bell. The cure for the common meal. Hey, we're back. We got a few minutes left. I thought let's talk about uh, you know last week's unpleasantness, the whole joblessnessness thing that's going around. So uh, it's been two. It's been two weeks to the day, I think, almost since I got laid off. So we had that special crazy jobs in the '80s podcast last week. I got a lot of supportive emails. I really appreciate them. Thank you. I chose a couple for this week. We still have more coming in. So if I don't, I don't read yours this week. We might even make a whole new segment out of this. In fact, I will make a whole new segment out of it. I'm going to call it this. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. Nice. Okay, our first letter this week is from Rob from Valley Ranch. You want to take the first one, Jen, and I'll take the second one? Yeah, I'll do it. That sounds good. Okay. All right. Hey, Steve. I was really sorry to hear about your layoff news this week. As a two-layoff survivor, I truly feel your pain and know how that sucks. I wanted to share my first layoff story. I went to work at Blockbuster in the winter of 2001 in the corporate office. I had been there two years and had good reviews each year, so being laid off for the first time was a total shock. At the end of the previous day, I had a meeting scheduled via email with my boss for 1130 the next day. This happened frequently, so I didn't think anything about it. Coming in that next morning, the office was abuzz because rumors had started flying around that something big was about to be announced. Around 10 o'clock, our department head's admin sent out an email titled, New Department Org Chart. Uh Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) So I opened the email and saw that I did not appear on the chart. Just then, I got a sender... Ah! Sender would like to recall message from the admin. It hit me like a ton of bricks that I was one of the people being laid off. I marched into my boss's office and said, if I'm getting laid off, I'm not waiting an hour and a half for it to happen. So he gave me the news and lovely parting gifts, and I was on my way. So in like a box of rice or <laughs> what are the yeah. parting gifts there? I don't know. I feel like that org chart should not have that admin on it. Right? Like Arch that was kind fair. of... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Self-selecting. Yeah. <laughs> so in hindsight, it almost doesn't even feel like it was me. It feels like a kind of familiar, cheesy, late 90s movie, like the kind we were renting back then. So try not to panic and know that it will work out. You have 80s Nation supporting you all the way. Rob from Valley Ranch. Oh, that's oh, nice. That's nice. Yeah. I, really he nice. knew it was going to end bad when he said, you know, I went to work at Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is an end in sight for that. <clears throat> yeah. For that one. Just like right. I said, I went to work for a daily newspaper. Or I went to work for a magazine company. So anyway. Know. We all make choices. Brad's going to read the second uh, email from Tom Korn. In Austria. Tom Korn, one of our more loyal quiz answerers and our biggest fan in all of Austria, I'm sure. Tom writes, Steve, sorry to hear about the unexpected work status change. We had pretty much the same job in the 80s. In high school, me and my friends worked at one of the suburban locations for the Chicago Tribune and their Sunday paper delivery service. As part of the delivery team, we had access to the keys to a fleet of new Ford delivery vans pure gold for a bunch of kids with new driver's licenses. For store deliveries, we drop off bundles of papers, which are held together with a plastic band. Well, that automatic banding machine was also a great means of welcoming new hires and seeing how many bands we could get around them before they wiggled free from our grasp. Like, did they put them around like their bodies or I, I just assumed faces? So. 
Like I'm just imagining someone mummified in those plastic things. <laughs> great vision. Mm-hmm. He continues, one summer, Camel Cigarettes came out for the first time with a hard pack. So they had a promotional coupon for a free hard pack of smokes. <laughs> we tore out a few thousand of those coupons and supplied our underage smoking habit for half a year. The coupons oh expired before we could use them all up. That's awesome. That's so cool. That's so great. That's so great. Uh, one slow week, we had the brilliant idea to tear out the photos from an adult magazine someone had brought in and inserted them randomly into comic sections. Of course, people complained but interestingly enough there weren't as many complaints as there were inserts none of us lost our jobs a lot of the people i met and worked with at that job are people i'm still friends with today but i still remain stuck in the 80s tom corn in austria wow that's great that that really does cheer me up i appreciate that that's so funny oh my god this has been a great show i can't wait to get started on part two by all means keep those laid off stories coming in tell us your crazy job stories Tell us your strange love stories. We'll share those. Confess your strange loves to us. <laughs> yes. If they top ours, I'll really be surprised, especially Brad. We'll mock you only quietly. <laughs> and in, in the meanwhile, Jen, Brad, and I will remain here, hopelessly stuck in the 80s. Strange love, strange love, strange love. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app. There's these strange moments when you're recording a podcast and you're looking around your room and you're like, Am I, I'm recording a podcast right now for the... 442nd time <laughs> your mind's your mind's wandering like when was the last time I cleaned those shades and I really need to- <laughs>